Hey guys, welcome back to the Value Script. We are back with Marissa Hughes from um, Mavi Med Spa, and she um, is going to continue um, with talking about her career and the path that she chose and everything that led up to where you are now. All right, Marissa. So I had a question for you. Okay. When you were to, back to our previous episode, which um, you be in the beginning, you spoke about having a passion to be a nurse from a young age and how um, your, some of the family dynamic of having a sister with a congenital heart defect helped lead you down that career. Mm-hmm. How did you get from small town girl growing up in Arlington, Arizona and to being tremendously accomplished and, you know, you're, you're director of, cardiology practice you know the heart and heart of dixie vein and vascular center and and at the same time you started mavi med spa in saint george utah and you guys practice some of the most cutting edge aesthetic techniques that are available i've had the opportunity of having uh-huh. you stick multiple needles into my face graphic warning yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you do okay. <laughs> yeah i could find it for okay. you awesome. but i that'll take time yeah, i'll send it to you yeah, yeah. It to, yeah. It but remind me yeah no i mean like seriously doing like we're doing smooth threads yeah, look right? at you. Right? Hold on, hold on. What is smooth threads? We'll get there. We'll okay, get there. Okay, we'll get there. There's collagen stimulating. Okay. It's to stimulate your body's natural formation of collagen look to support Why do you know face. all that? How do you know all that? He does not forget. He listened because I educated him. Right. Yeah, he does not How long ago did you get this? Oh, uh, going to not. It's so too long ago. It's 4th of July weekend was the last time. And it worked really well. I just had gained, I've gained a little weight since then, so I need to do it again. So I helped balance out. You know, I got a little puffier here, so I need to get a little puffier here. <laughs> so, to, so you were I'm told trying to get rid of my crow's feet in July, and you were able to rattle that off. Trying to get rid of my crow's feet. Okay, so one thing about my brain, Justin, is that <laughs> if it takes a while for information to settle, okay. you know, sometimes it takes me a while to get it, but once it's in there. It's in there. Locked down. It, it, yeah, it, it doesn't leave. Because we're going on five months from when you got that done. Dude, I'm telling you, like childhood memories, this guy remembers things like ridiculous. And his friends will be like, how do you remember that? Like, I even remember like random. things that we ate and conversations we had at certain times. And he'll be like, don't you remember when we were driving down this road in Colorado and this song was playing and we were on our way to this event and... Um, <laughs> I got none now. I remember outfits that she would wear on certain days in school when we were growing up together. Like, I don't know. I just, Photogenic memory? Yeah. I don't Something know if it's like photographic, that. but like I said, because t- sometimes it takes a little bit of time, depending on the subject and how passionate I am about it or whatever, to memorize it. But once I memorize it, it's there. Maybe that's your new calling. It sounds like you're very passionate about <laughs> injections. <laughs> I know, right? I have asked if she could train me to be an injector before. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it sounds a lot. I don't know. So sometimes it sounds more glamorous than what I do, and other times it way does not. <laughs> so that, that is true. <laughs> anyway, so basically, for lack of a better term or question that I should be um, able to input here, how did you get from point A to point B? Walk us through your path. Yeah, I've done a lot of different types of nursing. So that's the great thing about medicine is when you become a nurse or a nurse practitioner, there's a million different things that you can do. Um, I started with the nurse residency program at the hospital doing night shifts um, on the medical surgical floor. So that was like pre-op, post-op, anything undiagnosed from the ER 
came to our floor. So you got to see a lot of fun stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it gave me a great foundation, um, you know, for nursing and, and a great introduction into medicine. Um, but I had a lot of health issues that came from that, like working night shifts. I, you know, I just had, uh, my second son and so brand new baby. They only gave me six weeks of maternity leave, came back. Um, my doctor finally was like, you need a new job because your kidneys are in the toilet. Like you don't eat and drink like a normal person when you're working night shifts as, How a, he, as a nurse. How can you tell your kidneys were in the toilet? Um, I, I had to go into the doctor for some tests because oh, really? I was, I had some weird symptoms going on and did some blood work and, and then another panel of blood work. And he was like, you, you're not eating and drinking like you should. I'm like, well, yeah, cause I don't have time. So I went into home health and hospice, which I thought would give me a, a greater opportunity to like do my schedule how I wanted to. Um, and it was day shift, which was great. Um, but I didn't love it. it. It was really emotionally taxing being with people when they were passing. Um, so I did that for a short period of time and then was offered an opportunity to be a nurse manager at a nursing facility. And I always said I would never work at a nursing facility, not because I'm too good, um, but it's very, very difficult. They're always understaffed. They don't have, you know, the things that they need, the resources that they need. And, and it's just a sad it's a sad place for, for a lot of nursing facilities. Um, but I had the opportunity to receive my wound care certification um, if I went and did that. And so for me, I looked at it as an opportunity to capitalize for a stepping stone in my career. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, something else that would allow me to um, have an, another skill set on my resume. And so I did that and um, really, really loved it. And they asked me to help create a cardiac discharge program for the, the nursing facility. I had no clue what that meant. Um, so they said, reach out to a cardiologist in town. I had met one during home health and hospice and, and reached out to him and said, hey, probably don't remember me, but if I put something together, will you look at it? And he said, sure. Um, and it never did work out. And he actually ended up calling me one day and said, Hey, I'm starting a vein center and I'm looking for a nurse. And would you be interested? And I actually told him no. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, which is kind of funny. I, and what were you doing at that time? I was a nurse manager uh, at a nursing facility and managing wounds. Oh, okay. So it, it really was not a glamorous position at all. I was salaried. They, they practically owned me. I think that's really great. You know, again, you're sticking to the the theme, I, the way I see it of eye on the prize, the end goal, you know, you, you have an objective you want to obtain. So you're willing to go through for a short period of time training and situations that you maybe don't want to do the rest of your life. And maybe you didn't want to do it all, but you were willing to do it because you needed to get the experience and the certifications and the learning so that you could get where you wanted to go. I think so many times people run away from discomfort. Mm -hmm. They run away from growth opportunities because it looks a lot like work and it's going to hurt a little. Yeah. Right. And, but you stuck, I love that you're, that, you know, it's so inspiring to hear you say this and, and tell your story because again, there's the discipline to get through that so that you can get to where you want to go. And you didn't give up on that again though. So when you had, what, what, what is, made me say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is such a funny story because we always joke about it. I, Went home that night. I talked to my husband. Um, and and you, this is when you told him no? Yeah, I had. I told the cardiologist no. Okay. Um, I felt so responsible for those patients. 
Like I was the mm-hmm. only wound care nurse. I was seeing 40 patients a day and, and there wasn't a replacement for me. And um, so I felt an obligation to my patients to stay, but yet. And you had this, gotten pretty good, if I remember correctly, like you, you felt that a lot of times in your hands, patients healed more predictably and, and better, had better outcomes than yeah, if you I mean, weren't just, treating those patients a lot of the time. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that I wasn't cutting corners and I knew I was giving them the attention that they needed and was very vigilant about their plan of care. And, 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 but at the same time, this was the same phase of life in which I was in a hamster wheel. I, I knew that like professionally I wanted to do so much more and felt like I could do so much more if I just had the opportunity. And so I went home and, um, I actually, I had a fortune cookie that night from Panda Freaking Express. <laughs> and I still no have way. this fortune. No, I'm no not way. kidding you. I, like, awesome. I'm weird about fortune cookies. I don't know. It just like brings me this like my little mom. glimmer of hope. <laughs> my mom is obsessed with fortune cookies. She, she keeps like every little like thing. Like a personal too. horoscope. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have like a go. jar. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the one that you're about to talk about though? I do. You do? I do. Do you have a photo of it? I do. Perfect. Yes. Okay. I, I need to get to that after so I can put it up on okay. the. Yeah. So the fortune cookie said, never let a good opportunity pass you by. And it, it sounds really dumb, but like maybe I, I'm, I'm like. But the timing of that. The timing of it. I, <laughs> I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not happy. They own you. I worked, you know, every holiday, any weekend admit, nighttime admit that had a wound, I had to be there. Yeah. And so I just was like, crap. So I hurried and text Dr. Jones and I said, Hey, can I come and meet with you? And he said, yeah. So I, I went in, I met with him and you know, I kind of wanted to like, I was really terrified to leave. I kind of wanted to dip my toes in and I'm like, do you just want part-time? Um, and you know, he said, no, I need someone full-time. It was like, Hey, this is your opportunity. You can either take it or leave it. And so I said, yes. And, um, that started a, a huge jump in my career because he gave me the opportunity to do what I was wanting to do, to, to have an opportunity to create something. And we created a vein center from the ground up, like every single aspect of the business from the ground up. And, um, it was a lot of work, but I learned so much. I just want to point out once again, for everybody viewing this, that you, again, being assertive, being disciplined, you created this opportunity for yourself because you created that cardiac discharge program like you were talking about. And you reached out to this cardiologist to um, for guidance. And, and he certainly remembered you. You were certainly left an impression. You know, you weren't even applying for a job. But because of your assertiveness and your ability to create this discharge program the way you had, must have left an impression. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the interesting thing is we never even got to that point. No, we never got to that point. We never got to sit down and say, here it is. Like, I, I felt like I was creating something, you know, in, in this nursing facility because I thought, well, maybe this is my big break. Maybe this is my opportunity to make something of myself. And he's a busy guy. But it turns you know, out it but, was, but and it, you created that totally. opportunity, which is, you know, like, again, if you have a goal, be assertive, go after it. Like, and you didn't even know the possibility of where that relationship could lead. No. And, and the potential that could open up for your professional life. Yeah. Right. But you were just trying to do your job the best you could. Yeah. And be assertive and be the best really employee at that time that you could be. 
Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times employees or people working for other people miss those opportunities because they're just stuck in an employee mindset, right? Yeah. And they're just like, I'm going to clock in, I'm going to clock out, I'm going to do what's expected of me. But over time, you know, sometimes the, the drudgery or the redundancy or the lack of passion for the job, they end up stymieing potential opportunities that they could have if they would always show up and always do their best. Right. You know, it's like the it's people about that capitalizing say, on opportunities. Totally. Right. Yeah. It's like the people that say, well, I'm not going to work any harder unless they pay me more. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's like you're not going to get paid more until you work harder. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the fact. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you're not going to get paid more than you currently do until you do more than you currently do. Yeah. And you demonstrate that you can continue and predictably do that. Then you're going to get rewarded for that. Right. But the pay doesn't come first. Right. Yeah. You, you have to create the opportunity. And I love that. I mean, there's so many times in your story as I'm listening, like you created these opportunities. Uh, I didn't even realize that you were doing that. And I think it's amazing. Thank yeah. you. I remember sitting with Dr. Jones and, you know, when he's interviewing, he, he hired me on the spot. Like I didn't, it was, it was weird. Like I didn't have an application. Like, you know, I called him and said, Hey, I got this fortune cookie. Can you, can you visit with me? Please? And I remember telling him like, I have, I, I have no background in veins, like none. I have no clue what that means, but I promise you I will work harder than anybody that you've ever had. And I remember he hired me, it, he hired me on the 23rd of November and Thanksgiving was that week. And I remember Black Friday shopping with How a, is everything happening for you around Thanksgiving? Yeah, like the anniversary of my my split was the twenty second. My my anniversary hire date is the twenty third. Like it I wonder yeah, what your, different different years. Yeah. I wonder what your moon sign is. I'll have to have Mason look into your astrology on that. <laughs> See if there's any correlation. But I remember Black Friday shopping with a packet on Venus and sufficiency. And I'm like, I'm gonna learn this and know it by the time I show up on my first day and in doing so it did give me opportunities um, that I wouldn't have otherwise had we about six months in one day our ultrasound technician just decided not to show up dude I am loving this way so you took a Venus insufficiency education packet with you Black Friday shopping yeah who does that that's what I'm talking about. Like, I love this. Like, that, you know, you created these opportunities because of your assertiveness and your discipline and your desire to reach your goals. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. And, you're cont- and, you, and you, you don't quit. This is, I just wanted to. Thank you. I, I just blowing me away. It's great. I mean, I've, I've known you. you my whole life, but I've known you your whole life. I haven't known you my whole life. I've known you your whole life. <laughs> but um, there's still like these things in the story that I didn't know. And they're incredible. And I, and I think that it'll be tremendously inspiring for people to, to listen to that. And it'll help them realize like, this is what I need to do. The, uh, you know, people listening today are going to listen to this and they're going to take out a topic of like, I need to do that in my life or I need to be more disciplined or I need to be more assertive or, you know, mm-hmm. I need to be, you know, they're, this is tactical. People are going to benefit directly from this. And so this is great. I'm just eating it even, up. So keep going. The previous episode that we had with you where you were talking about how you were getting so little sleep, you know, napping at 1030 at night, right. napping at 11, only a few hours and then studying or uh, like go back to the previous episode and listen to her talking about that. Cause even that alone is just like, inspiring in itself incredible how bad how bad do you want it yeah exactly right Mm -hmm. yeah it's there but no one's gonna give it to you yeah you gotta go get it i think i i learned so much i'm so so grateful for dr jones you know at this time he was my boss and he's now my business partner which we'll get to but um 
he he saw something in me that I knew was inside of myself and I, I just didn't know how to be able to expand on that. Um, and so he gave me opportunities and, you know, I was saying our ultrasound technician one day just didn't show up and we had a full day of procedures and there were three people in the procedure, our ultrasound technician, the physician and me. And I was scrubbed in as, as the bedside um, nurse and and she was an integral part of, of the procedure being done. And Dr. Jones was freaking out, like, what are we going to do? We're going to have to cancel all these patients. And I said, hey, can I try it? I've been watching. I, I know nothing about ultrasound, but, like, can I try it? Like, I think I can figure it out. And from that day forward, I did all the ultrasounds. Like, we, wow. it, it's, I did don't know. Did that girl not come back in again? No. Well, maybe she was invited not to after not showing up. That's what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that's what happened, but yeah, yeah, I could imagine. But I think, I think when you, I don't know, when you are, when you have that like fire in your heart and you know that you can be something great, take action on the little opportunities. Like that was a little. A little thing to be like, hey, can I can I try holding the ultrasound probe? Take action on the little opportunities. Was it something you were you were seeing you enjoying? Like you like doing it? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And it is, it's why I went to NP school actually, because, um, I, you know, it started with ultrasound and then Dr. Jones is like, Hey, let's see if you can access a vein. So now I'm doing vein access with the ultrasound. Jeez. Pretty soon I know how to do the entire procedure from A to B, you know, prep to clean up. I just can't push that button because of my credentials. Yeah. Right. And, um, so I went to him and I'm like, Hey, like I, you know, I want to be here for the long haul. I want to be the most help. What can I do? And I knew the answer was I needed to go to NP school if I wanted to be able to independently do these procedures. And so I did, it it wasn't to start a med spa. Like I didn't even know anything about aesthetics at that time. It was so that I could be a better, you know, part of our team and, and better help thinking, okay, well, we could run two procedure rooms at the same time if we have two of us. So, so you, again, you um, made yourself that much more valuable, you know, as an employee and as an integral part of the practice. And, and really, you made yourself something the practice could not live without, mm-hmm. right? That is the best way to ensure that you never get fired, is yeah. to do that very thing in your job, whatever you do. Make sure that you become an indispensable part of that operation. And if you don't, you really don't have job security. You may think you do, right. mm-hmm. but you don't. Job security lies in a person's um, ability to step up and become indispensable. Well, and and to do things that your boss doesn't want to have to do, right? Yeah. Like when I look at my best employees, they're the ones who I, I don't have to ask them to stay late or to come in on a Saturday when they know I desperately need them to. Um, there was one night I woke up in a sweat at 2.30 in the morning thinking, I don't think we have enough catheters for our procedures because a shipment didn't come in. You just randomly woke up with this thought. Yeah. And so (laughs) I, so I drove to the hospital in my pajamas at 2.30 AM to discover we did not have enough catheters to, to do the procedures that we need to do that week. So, and this is not even, this is not even for your own practice. This is back when you were working for the, this is for the vein center. Yeah. 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 So I text our vein rep and I'm like, how can I get a catheter? I drove halfway to Vegas to meet a guy to get a catheter so that Dr. Jones would never know. He didn't know till like maybe a year ago that I did this. But, but those were the things that I knew that if I did and I, I could show him that I was a valuable part of his long-term plan and that I wanted his success as much as he wanted it, 
that something good had to come of it. Did I think it would be what it is now? No, not That's at all. Incredible. How long is this whole window? So I started in the vein center in 2015. 2018 was when I started the med spa. 2017 is when I went through a divorce. Okay. I'm just trying to give the viewers like an idea of like how long you were putting in this work. You said 2018, you started the med spa? Yeah. You did? So 20. I started that early. (laughs) Well, yeah. So the end of 20, so end of 2017, went through a divorce. We, um, I was in the middle of NP school at that time and I contacted my school and said like, I need a break. Like there's no way I can do all of this. I was just about to start my clinical rotations, which requires 20 hours a week. And I needed the 32 hours a week to keep my health insurance. And they said, if you take a break, you're dismissed from the program. They give you one break a year, five days at Christmas time, including Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So that's when you guys came to help me move. Two of the days we're moving and three days to get ready for the next start of classes. So in, in 2018, I actually met with Dr. Jones and I just said, look, I am feeling this like angst in my soul that like I need to do something like the vein center is amazing. It's my baby. I love it. Um, but I don't have ownership in that. And what if you die? What if, you know, the, the head company, what if it implodes? Like I, I need to secure my future for my boys. And so I was exploring every option. I had strongly considered music and pursuing music full time and did a bunch of research into that and decided that wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. Um, was the whole family involved in music? Because you were... Um, well, goodness, I don't know. Well, just out of our siblings, like, our Gail sings a little bit. Um, Bryce and but, Brent play the guitar. Mm-hmm. I took yeah. I took piano lessons from their grandma growing up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, and that's, you know, where they, um, and I'm sure your grandma played a large role in. Mm-hmm. Your and mom sings and plays the piano. Play. Yeah. Really well. I think everybody has some musical. Yeah. But Marissa, I, you're yeah. definitely by far the most talented for sure. One of them. Like singing and like she writes songs. Writing songs. Like amazingly talented S- at writing Since songs. Since you brought that up, speaking of songwriting, one of the most touching songs that I've heard was when you were speaking about um, a challenge that you were presented with right after you graduated from medical or from nursing school. And um, do you... Can you share the inspiration for that song and take us on that path a little bit? Yeah. So in 2013, graduated from nursing school, and that was when I started in med surge working nights. And um, I mentioned my my kidney dysfunction. Um, I was having some weird symptoms. I had a big lump in my neck. I was losing a bunch of weight I didn't have to lose. Um, Just some weird, weird things. And so I went to an ENT, and he said, I think you have lymphoma and um, didn't order any tests or anything, but um, he said, we'll see you back in three weeks. Let's try this antibiotic. And my friend was like, you need a second opinion on this. So I went to another physician in town, an internal medicine doc, and he said, you don't have lymphoma, but I, I had developed ringing in my ears that did not stop to the point where it was starting to make me feel like I was going crazy because after a long day, I'd put the kids to bed and I just wanted that silence and I couldn't get it. And so the doctor was like, I think you need to go see an audiologist. So I went to an audiologist and he says, you have a degenerative hearing loss to that of a 70 year old and, and you need hearing aids. And so I was you're in your twenties. Yeah, I was 24. You're 24. 
and you get a diagnosis, you have the hearing of a, of a seven-year-old. Yeah. It's a high frequency hearing loss. And so what that means is there's, you know, a series of letters in the alphabet that you cannot hear. And so I was finding like my husband at the time, he would always call me what or huh? Cause like, I, I didn't know I was doing it, but I was constantly, huh? What? Huh? And I started watching shows with subtitles on it. And, um, I was finding that when the nurses were giving me a report at the beginning of our shift, it was giving me so much anxiety because there's beeping and there's conversation and there's phones ringing and I could not hear what they were saying. And um, so I knew that there wasn't a way around that. But I anyways, I got hearing aids. I, I felt like it was this big, horrific, like part of my identity, you know, that I was embarrassed about. And um, anyway, so I, I went home after like straight from the doctor's appointment. I was really emotional and frustrated and you know my husband at the time was like they're just hearing aids and I'm like they're just hearing aids I'm 24 years old and I immediately was overwhelmed with this fear of like of losing that um because I started thinking about all the things that I love to hear like the sound of the rain and the sound of my kids voices and um you know I obviously have to be able to hear to take care of people and um so I wrote a song, fastest song I've ever written in 15 minutes. I sat down with the guitar and I wrote a song and um, it just came from my heart as raw as it could. And just something that I wanted my boys. I thought, what if I lose my hearing? I can't play music anymore. Like I just wanted something for my kids to have with them um, and mentally prepared myself for losing that hearing indefinitely at some point, which I, I don't know. If that will happen. I, and the most touching part for me, though, is when you were talking about hearing their feet on the floor. Yeah. And then not being able to hear their footsteps. Yeah. Well, Marissa, thank you for sharing such a touching and deep story. I know that was um, very vulnerable. And I do want to get into you how you got into the aesthetic industry and how you created this amazing med spa that we have yet to reveal pictures of my face with multiple needles in it and why, but I'd want to save that for our next episode. I think it's a great place to close this out. So thank you for that content. And we look forward to shooting that next episode with you. Thank you for joining us for this amazing episode with Marissa Hughes on the value script. Don't forget to tune in for another part with Marissa and her inspiring story. We'll get into the next chapter of her career journey. Don't forget to tune in. Don't forget to do your part. Clickety-click, like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you next time on The Value Script. Mm -hmm.